One of the things I got to do over my recent spring break was attend ACDA's virtual conference. It was filled with lots of great sessions, one of them being a session on conducting by Dr. Wei Chang from the University of California, Berkeley. The session was titled Expressiveness Reinterpreted and centered around the perspective of sometimes less is more. Well, today on the podcast, I'm going to dig into the idea of less is more when conducting and how this idea could refresh and rejuvenate your conducting. Let's get into it. Here we go. And welcome, my friends, to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I am your host. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. And happy spring to everyone. I don't know about where you are, but it is finally starting to look like spring. We've got 70s for the temps this weekend. And so I'm so very excited to finally have some nice weather. Hope it's nice where you are too as well. And speaking of spring, as I mentioned in the intro, one of the things that I did over my spring break this year was attend ACDA's virtual conference. It was filled with great sessions. And again, one of them was from Dr. Wei Cheng, and she's from the University of California, Berkeley. And her session was titled Conducting Non-Conducting, Expressiveness Reimagined. It was a great presentation, but I was a bit surprised by the session, I have to admit. I was expecting to see some examples of how to conduct different musical excerpts, some different ideas for the conducting gesture, and Dr. Chang approached the session from the perspective, a little bit different perspective than what I anticipated, and that perspective is less is more. Now, one example of this that Dr. Cheng discussed was how we as conductors can be too strictly tied to our beat pattern. And I know in my own conducting, it's very easy to just revert to that standard beat pattern when you're in rehearsal, right? And often I find doing this helps keep things clear for my singers. That's sort of the number one objective. And sometimes when I deviate from that beat pattern, my singers can get confused, especially if they're not ready for something like that. I can remember, especially early on in my career, feeling like I was doing a poor job of conducting if I deviated from my beat pattern because I felt like I wasn't serving my singers well. And I became very self-conscious of my conducting and still am to a certain extent. But in her session, Dr. Cheng showed how doing less, in this instance, removing the restriction of the standard beat pattern can actually make us more expressive conductors. One of the ways that she demonstrated this was through the idea of passive beats and active beats. Now, typically, we as conductors, we do pretty well in showing the energy and the musicality of our active beats. Dr. Cheng's question was this, how can we show the contrast between passive and active beats? And her solution was to find ways to, quote unquote, back off in our conducting and in some ways conduct less when showing 
passive beats. And she was able to show using a couple of musical examples how that might look and how her gesture could be much more musical while conducting less, but still be clear to our singers. There was one example that she used where her downbeat, her beat one was with her right hand and then with her left hand she came in with beat two and then she paused almost no sort of gesture on beat three and then came back with her right hand then on beat four. So a little bit about that here in just a moment. Now, another of Dr. Chang's ideas was to conduct melodic rhythms rather than our standard beat pattern. And this is a great way to reinforce particular words and or important parts of the musical phrase. Dr. Cheng also demonstrated how this could mean in some instances you would leave out a beat or more in your gesture, as I just mentioned in that previous example. The idea of leaving out a beat might make us as conductors nervous for sure, but keep in mind that how you conduct a piece is going to evolve as you go through the rehearsal process. At the beginning of the process, you may stay pretty close to that standard beat pattern, but as your singers gain confidence and become more familiar with the piece, you can then deviate more from that typical pattern and start to show more of the musical aspects instead. It also helps to check in with your singers, especially with less experienced ensembles, on a regular basis and have conversations with them to make sure that they understand what you are asking for with your gesture. And this is a great way for you then to get feedback that will then inform your plan of attack for future rehearsals. One more idea from Dr. Cheng's session was to consider the impact of the body, including your facial expression and eyes, on your conducting. While we certainly will have some body movement during conducting, depending on the style of the piece, Dr. Cheng's point was that too much movement can take away the effectiveness of said movements. As she put it, if we think of our body as a still background, this can draw more attention to our gesture, which is exactly what we want. So in summary, this session was terrific, and in some ways, it served in giving me permission to experiment more with my conducting gesture, and to try, in many instances, to do more with less. And sometimes that's all we need, affirmation that we are indeed on the right track, and someone to give us the little nudge to experiment and try some different things. And if it's something doesn't work, that's okay. It's all part of the process. You just try something different the next time. And one thing you can do if you don't want to feel like you're trying out new conducting ideas in front of your choir is to try out new ideas while watching yourself conduct in a mirror. And while we may not like watching ourselves conduct, it's a great way to see if we truly are communicating what we think we are with our gesture. Well, this is the part where I'd love to hear from you. What's something in your conducting that you are currently working on? Are there some ways that doing less has made your conducting more effective? Send me an email at matt at choirdirectorcorner.com. Again, that's M-A-T-T at choirdirectorcorner.com. And let me know. Well, my friends, that is it for today's episode. Keep doing your thing, keep being awesome, and I will see you next week. Hey.
Thanks so much for listening to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. Don't forget to check us out over on Facebook at www.choirdirectorcornergroup.com. Thank you.